1: Good morning, beautiful. It's day 312 of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Today is officially day three of the mindfulness series. So, if you didn't listen to the first two episodes, I encourage you to start there because these will build on one another. Today, I decided I should probably give you some reasons why I think meditation is worth your valuable time and effort and worth an entire series on this podcast. For starters, mindfulness and meditation practice is completely free. It's accessible to pretty much anybody at basically any age, at any skill level, at any time, anywhere you are in the world. There is not another thing that I can think of that is scientifically proven to be beneficial to your body, mind, and spirit that has no hidden costs or notable limits in accessibility. That's unheard of in our modern consumer-based lifestyle. And while I'm not saying it's meant for everybody, to me, that's evidence enough that there's not much to lose by trying. Official scientific studies, as well as anecdotal experiential evidence, supports the fact that meditation helps balance emotions, increase memory and focus and productivity, Studies also show an increase in creativity and reasoning skills, and standardized test scores. It's also proven to decrease depression, stress, anxiety, all while improving your pain tolerance. And while I don't believe anything that's sold as a cure-all is actually a cure-all, it is absolutely an amazing resource for helping to manage symptoms and improve your relationship with yourself and the world around you. These stats that I'm about to use are directly from an article on Forbes.com, which I will link below. A study from UCLA found that long-term meditators had better preserved brains than non-meditators as they aged. Yale University found that mindfulness meditation decreases activity in the default mode network, or DMN. This network is where our mind-wandering and self-referential thoughts happen. It's called the default mode because it happens when we're not thinking about anything in particular, when our minds tend to wander. And that mind wandering is typically associated with being less happy, ruminating, and worrying. That means it's not a bad thing to manage. Several studies have shown that meditation appears to decrease that mind wandering effectively. And even when the mind does start to wander, because of the new connections that form, meditators are better at snapping back out of it. This is something that I've noticed over time with my own practice. I am actively getting better and better at redirecting my own thoughts, and I have not struggled nearly as much with negative self-talk or rumination or worrying about the future, which is something that has really plagued me since I was a kid. According to that same article, a study at John Hopkins looked at the relationship between mindfulness meditation and its ability to reduce symptoms of depression, anxiety, and pain. Researcher Madhav Coyle and his team found that the effect size of meditation was moderate, at 0.3. Which is amazing considering the effect size for antidepressants is also 0.3. Sarah Lazar and her team at Harvard found that mindfulness meditation can actually change the structure of the brain. In just eight weeks of mindfulness-based stress reduction, it was proven to increase cortical thickness in the hippocampus, which governs learning and memory, and in certain areas of the brain that play roles in emotion regulation and self-referential processing. There were also decreases in brain cell volume and the amygdala, which is responsible for fear and anxiety and stress. And these changes match the participants' self-reports of their stress level, indicating that meditation not only changed their brain, but it also changes our subjective perception and feelings as well. Meditation can also be very effective in helping people recover from various types of addiction. One study, for example, pitted mindfulness training against the American Lung Association's Freedom From Smoking program, and found that people who learned mindfulness were many times more likely to have quit smoking by the end of the training, and at 17 weeks follow-up, compared to those in the conventional treatment. This may be because meditation helps people quote-unquote decouple the state of craving from the act of smoking, so that one doesn't always have to lead to the other, but rather you fully sit and experience and ride out that wave of craving until it passes. In another study, 153 adults who use mindfulness meditation app for two weeks experienced reduced feeling of loneliness and increased social contact compared with those in a control group. One study found that meditating for just 13 minutes daily enhanced attention and memory after eight weeks. And at a certain point with hours and hours of practice, this all becomes kind of automatic. The brain permanently gets healthier. Other studies on expert meditators, that is, subject with at least 40,000 hours of mindfulness practice under their belt, discovered that their resting brain looks similar when scanned to the way an average person's might when they are meditating. All that said, Gaim.com has an excellent reminder that I'm going to leave y'all with. It's worth repeating that the purpose of meditation is not to achieve a damned one of these benefits. The goal of meditation is is there is no goal meditation is a tool to simply be present and get grounded the rest are just amazing side effects but they shouldn't be the focus so while i encourage you to lean into your own practice but not to cling to any of these potential amazing results and outcomes instead to simply lean in and finally get to know what it feels like to unplug for a change and plug into your mind body and soul Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a day. You can also follow us on Instagram for quotes and content directly from each episode at mydbpodcast or subscribe to the newsletter on www.makerdambedpodcast.com. If you can rate and review us on Apple Podcast or just share this with someone you think might get a kick out of it, it can and has made all the difference. So thank you. I've been your host, Julie Marica, and I hope you have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.